This is Black Lines and Billables, a podcast exploring legal tech and innovation, as well as delivering advice for law firm associates. I'm Christian Lang. So it has been an absolutely wild month, jam-packed with travel and events. I'm fresh off a stint in London, for example, built around the Legal Geek Conference, so stay tuned for our Voices episode about that. And we recently had a big event at NYU Law on the impact of innovation for a nascent NYU Law and Tech community, uh, which any violets out there should check out by visiting the website nyulaw.tech. But today, I'm excited to finally circle back and talk about the way this wild and crazy month of legal technology kicked off. At the beginning of October... I hopped a plane down to the Big Easy to attend my very first Clio Cloud conference. Now, it was a blast for a ton of reasons, but chief among them, it was my first extended exposure to an immersion into the small law and solo practitioner side of the legal market and community. Now, for those of you who don't know what Clio is, and I'm looking here at you, my fellow big law types, it's practice management software. Most of us who practiced or still practice in large firms, we showed up to institutions where all of the structures and systems and staff necessary to run and support those legal practices were already in place. But for small firms and solo practitioners, historically speaking, they've had to do everything themselves from soup to nuts, often having to make it up as they went along. And then came Clio. In a nutshell, Clio provides lawyers and law firms of any size, right down to the solos, all the tools they need to run an effective legal practice, from matter management and case files, to timekeeping, to billing, you name it. And with a huge number of external integrations with other tools, outside tools, in a very real sense, it's essentially a law firm, law firm structure in a box, or more precisely, in a cloud. Now, there are other practice management solutions out there. But Clio is the undisputed market leader with an absolutely massive client base. And that's what makes it so interesting to me. Because it's taken this massive market and stitched it together. You know, there are over 1.3 million lawyers in this country alone. And about 75% of them are in private practice. Of those, half are solo practitioners. And another 25% work in firms of less than 20 people. In the last 10 years since it was founded, Clio has made huge strides, pulling all of those small practices together to create a single ecosystem around its product, which in turn makes it feasible to build technology for and sell technological tools to and fixes to that massive but previously disparate and unorganized market where, you know, historically speaking, the cost of acquiring customers made it prohibitive to design and distribute great tech. And that's had a huge knock-on effect for the quality of and breadth of access to legal services in this country. So by becoming the backbone of this ecosystem for small and solos, Clio has helped bring everything from basic to cutting-edge technology where it's needed most, to front lines of legal systems in, believe it or not, 90 countries around the world. They also know how to throw a party. Add in New Orleans, a bunch of tech-conscious, tech-forward, fun-loving lawyers passionate about legal innovation, and you've got yourself a good time. But I still found time to squeeze in our next B&B Voices podcast. Our regular listeners will know the drill. We showed up with our mobile recording setup. We grabbed an interesting cross-section of attendees and asked them for short answers to two or three questions out of a set, and we recorded their answers right there on the spot. This time, we were asking six questions. 
Question one, what's the most important difference between the tech needs of small firm and solo practitioners and those of large firm lawyers? Question two, what has been the most important technological advance for small firm and solo lawyers over the past five years? Question three, what will be the most important technological advance for small firm and solo lawyers over the next five years? For question four, we wanted to ask the same question of practitioners and non-practitioners, so we, we teed it up in two different ways, one for each. So for the practitioners in the room, we asked, if you could snap your fingers and magically create the perfect app or service to help fix or help with a part of your practice, what would it be and why? And for the non-practitioners, we asked, what's the biggest unmet technological need for small firm or solo practitioners? Question five, what's been the most interesting or surprising thing you've been hearing or seeing around ClioCon? And finally, question six, in your opinion, what's the most valuable part of the ClioCon experience? As usual, we got some fascinating answers that really captured the conversations happening around the Clio Cloud Conference and also just the general vibe of the event. So I'm really excited to share them with you. Here they are, the voices of ClioCon 2018, beginning with question one, what's the most important difference between the tech needs of small firm and solo practitioners and those of large firm lawyers? My name is Ernie Svensson, and I have a website called Law Firm Autopilot. Uh, I was in a big firm, and I started a solo practice, so uh, I think the basic obvious answer is that large firms can absorb inefficiency much greater than small firms, and so they can make tech mistakes and not suffer the consequences that small firms can have. So the biggest thing is just being very clear about the best choices for you and avoiding stepping into landmines or quicksand, which is a metaphor, but it's there's a lot of tech choices. So you need to be very clear about what you're trying to do before you start plugging in technology haphazardly. That's my basic message. Those themes of efficiency and cost were front of mind for many of our interviewees. Hey, this is Dan Lear. I'm the principal of Right Brain Law, a legal technology consulting firm. And Christian, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think that the challenge for small firms is that they have to do and be everything, right? They don't have a whole lot of resources to, even internally, to outsource, to delegate. And so they are constantly looking at least those small firm lawyers who really know what they want to build and are trying to figure out how to build it. They have to figure out how to, how to scale and how to delegate and how to, they have to be both incredibly um, kind of uh, crafty and smart, but also incredibly efficient and low cost because their cost structures are so much more fragile or their, their, their room for error, their margins are so much smaller than they might be at a big firm. Guy Sakalakis. Small firm lawyers got to be very cost conscious, right? So they need very specific custom solutions that are affordable for them. Big firm lawyers, they can blow it out. They can, sometimes they build their own stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, the, the biggest difference comes down to the cost and the customization. Sure. Alan Rodriguez, 1400 founder. Um, so one of the major differences, I think that smaller firms use technology that help them compete on other areas like, say, for instance, a uh, larger firm can use economies of scale and they can leverage buying power to kind of make more efficiency. Law firms and uh, small law firms, unfortunately, don't have the same ability. So using software or other technologies to increase efficiency and drive down their own internal cost, uh, I, I think is, is kind of the way to go. 
This is Jay Um from Six Parsecs. While I think large firms have the scale to try to pursue a best of breed strategy and all of their technology needs, um, obviously smalls and solos don't have the same budget. Um, and they should be looking for more integrated solutions, more light and flexible apps that can uh, cover a wider range of their needs. A, a number of our interviewees focused on the need for small firms to be flexible and nimble, and then what that then means for their technology and why it's important that that technology be relatively plug and play. I'm Chad Burton. I'm CEO of Kiro Legal and founder of Modern Law Practice. Say so the most important difference is that uh, solo small firm lawyers need to be able to move quicker in adopting technology. Bigger firms are obviously larger ships that need to be guided differently. So you need to be able to have technology that is really easy to use without a lot of training and onboarding. Jason Tache, I write about legal technology. I, I think the biggest difference is that small firms uh, do, don't tend to have an IT department. If you're a larger firm, you have a whole army of people that can help uh, set up your cybersecurity system, your data system, uh, your client management system. Uh, small firms simply don't have the same scale, the same budget, the same uh, staff size to be able to do that. Hey, Christian. I'm Jared Correa. I run Red Cave Law Firm Consulting, uh, which provides consulting services to lawyers and bar associations, redcavelegal.com. I also have a software company called Gideon, which does predictive analytics for law firms and intelligent messaging, gideon.legal. Differences between small firms and large firms. Well, I think the biggest things is the way they apply efficiency, right? So if you're at a big firm, the idea is you've got to get efficient with your people. So you have to delegate effectively and you have to use the right technology, put the people in the right position to succeed. But if you're a small firm or a solo attorney, what you're looking at more often is like personal efficiency. So that what you can do is be as efficient as possible as an individual and make the practice run more effectively that way, make more money, and create a lifestyle firm if that's what you want to do. And I think that's the most important thing, just view of efficiency and how you manage that. Alan Weinberg, a family law attorney in New Jersey. I would tell you that the ability to interact directly with clients who have tremendous needs that are oftentimes unserved, unfulfilled, and even not addressed. So as a small firm attorney, you're able to communicate with clients directly without intermediaries and with answering their questions really as soon as they need the answers. Question two asked, what's been the most important technological advance for small firm and solo lawyers over the past five years? And let's kick it off with a shout out to the product category of our host down at ClioCon. Hey, I'm Keith Lee. Uh, I'm the founder of LawyerSmack.com. Um, the most important technological advance for small firm solo lawyers over the past five years uh, has actually probably been practice management software. Um, it, I mean, five years ago, practice management software was still sort of struggling things starting out that people were thinking they might need, and now it's very much at the point that... Like, if you talk to a lawyer and they don't have practice management software, it's sort of like, how are you even running your practice? Like, how are you even doing anything? It doesn't really make much sense. Um, so that's, that's probably been the really big change in terms of actually running a practice in the past five years. This is Adam Cameron from Legal Talk Network. Uh, sure, we've all probably heard this a lot. The cloud... Uh, as, as a vehicle for delivering legal services from wherever. I mean, we're currently here at the Clio Cloud Conference, and in this morning's keynote, I was looking over at the gentleman sitting next to me, and he's sitting there 
you know, working cases right there from, from the keynote, not only from within Clio, but also from you know, using some of the integration partners, and I actually asked them about it, and that I think is one of those fundamental changers in terms of you don't need to be in your brick and mortar office uh, and deliver legal services the way that you had to in the past. You can do this from anywhere. You can do it more efficiently, more effectively. And there's all these tools that are out there that can help you do this in a, in a much more effective way. It's an important observation and one that our hosts at Clio certainly agree with. Hi, I'm Joshua Lennon, the lawyer in residence at Clio, and the most important technological advancement for solo and small firms over the past five years has easily been the cloud. It's allowed a deployment of software at scale, quality, security, and price that has never existed before. And it has brought the game of solo and small firm lawyers up to that of big law. And that sort of change can have important knock-on effects in the way that small firms and solo lawyers actually practice. Hi, I'm Amanda Brown. I'm a legal innovation consultant. Um, I would say for me, the most important techno technological advance, I wouldn't even categorize it as a technological advance, but more of a mindset shift um, for small and solo attorneys to actually put in the effort to kind of codify the work that they're doing so that they can streamline um, their interactions with their clients and using technology to do that is really powerful for them and it saves a lot of time. So I think that's a really important um, advancement so far. Other interviewees focused on different pieces of the tech puzzle. Hey, thanks, Christian. My name is Jared Correa and I'm a law practice management consultant. I run a company called Red Cave Law Firm Consulting, which provides consulting services to lawyers and bar associations. That's redcavelegal.com. I'm also co-founder of a technology company, which provides intelligent messaging and predictive analytics for law firms. That's Gideon.legal. So what's the most important technological advance over the last five years? I'm going to sound kind of stupid here, admittedly, because this has been around for a while, but lawyers are slow adopters of technology. So what I think the last five years has seen the most adoption is electronic payment processing, frankly. Now, you think businesses have been using that forever? I go to like a bakery and they have like an iPad out, but lawyers are still getting into this for the first time. And the law firms that use electronic payments, they get paid more, they get paid faster, they collect less, and they're much happier because they're making more revenue and able to do more of the things they want to do. So if you're a lawyer out there and you're listening, and you're not using e-payments, and you're telling yourself that your clients like to pay you by checks, that's not true. You just force them to pay you by checks. So get on the e-payment train. So I know Jared thought he was focusing on a relatively old and mature technology, but he didn't have a chance to hear from our next guest. My name is Ernie Svensson. I'm with Law Firm Autopilot. I help solo and small firm lawyers figure out how to connect the tech dots. And I think, you know, the biggest tech advance is probably the one that's most overlooked and undervalued. And, you know, I'd say something like email. I mean, just basic ability to communicate with other people in a cost-efficient way. Um, and email is underrated, but it's something we all use, even though we despise it because it's become so burdensome in our lives. I'd say, and that's probably going out more than five years, but it's, it's a basic tool. We all need it. We can't live without it. We're not going to be able to live without it for the next 5, 10, 20 years. There's certainly no doubt about that for me. Alan Weinberg, a family law attorney in New Jersey. I would tell you it's the ubiquitousness of technology by both the courts, certainly clients, and even colleagues. We're in an industry that is a dinosaur in terms of technology, 
and finally we're able to catch up somewhat or still stay on pace with um, the world at large. So that I would consider to be the biggest advance that's occurred. Question three asked, what will be the most important technological advance for small firm and solo lawyers over the next five years? Chad Burton, I'm CEO of Cura Legal and founder of Modern Law Practice. I think the most important thing is, and it's, it's not flashy, it's going to be actually using core technology to run more efficient modern firms because we're going to see evolution in regulatory issues and allowing lawyers to get work from different places maybe they weren't able to do before, get structured law firms differently when we get to non-lawyer ownership down the road, for example. But if you don't have a core tech setup in, in the first place, it's going to be really hard to make those transitions. Hey, it's Keith Lee, founder of Lawyer Smack. Um, over the next five years, actually, instead of an individual be like, ah, this actually, I think what there's going to be is a lot of automated systems innovation. There's going to be, like, if you talk to a lot of solo and small firm lawyers, more and more, there have been people who have, like, hacked together different systems. They're using Zapier, and then they're using this software, that software, this automation flow, these docu cloud document stuff, and if you kind of look around a lot of the startups in the industry right now, there are a lot of people who are have recognized this and are trying to build like streamlined all-in-one solutions like here at the Clio conference where the Jack's keynote was about, hey, we used to just do the middle. We've added on this thing on the back end and oh, we just bought Lexicata to be the upfront because they're trying to be an all-in-one solution. And I think you're going to see more of that over the next five years is that lawyers are going to realize they can build technology systems to really streamline and remove a lot of just the crap work that they don't even want to do in their practice. And that idea about the coming consolidation of related point solutions resonated with other interviewees. I'm Joshua Lennon, the lawyer in residence at Clio. And the most important tech advance for solo and small firms in the next five years is the shift of cloud uh, services to platform services. Now we're not just allowing to, uh, people to use the same tool individually, but actually enabling them to collaborate and learn from each other and apply best practices seamlessly, automatically, and confidentially between all of the firms. If you're on like the leading cloud-based system out there, you're actually part of the largest law firm in the world now. Alan Rodriguez, CEO of One Four Hundred, here. Um, I don't think there's going to be a single technology that's going to kind of move the needle one way or another. I think it's going to be amalgam or some of various technologies. And more specifically, I, I think where we're going to see the most growth in terms of additional revenue opportunity for a law firm is going to come from the commoditization of legal services and leveraging software to better service the client specifically. So if you can imagine law firms becoming more of a LFAS, or you know, instead of a SaaS, it's like law firm as a service, and providing you know technologies like trademark uh, 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 trolling, you know, kind of software to look for instances of a violation online, or you know, document automation to make sure that like clients' needs are being met 24 hours a day. So I think law firms that kind of leverage those technologies in general are going to better serve their market and generate more revenue. With question four, we wanted to identify the biggest gaps in the legal technology market for small firms and solos. And we got at that in two ways. First, for our interviewees who are currently practicing lawyers, we asked, 
If you could snap your fingers and magically create the perfect app or service to help with or fix a part of your practice, what would it be and why? Three of our interviewees chose to weigh in. My name is Joyce Swenson, and I'm a solo practitioner from Seattle, Washington. And what I would really love is an app that could store my emails in a way that I could search them, even if they were archived, and not have to restore the entire archive file in order to have access to old emails. I'm Krista Coggins, and I'm a litigation consultant with Remedy Outside Counsel. And for me, I think it would be an app that would help collect on lost billables, because I find that I don't, I don't bill for all the times that I spend like text messaging or with phone calls that I didn't expect and things like that. So if there was some kind of app that could pick up on my phone, like this is a client's number that came in for a phone call or for a text message and, and would collect that and remind me at the end of the day to compile that, then it would be super useful for me. Uh, hi, this is Mike Whalen of Lawyer Forward. Uh, I write a lot about the legal supply chain, which is a collaboration model, basically, for lawyers. And when I think about what's missing in legal tech specifically is the ability for individual experts to collaborate across technology. I learned about one tool here called Law Clerk. I really like where they're headed. Uh, but I think in general, for the future of law to work, lawyers need to learn to specialize and then collaborate back together. We need to set up the tools and the rules and the culture for that to work. And for the non-practitioner legal technologists, we asked, what's the biggest unmet technological need for small firm or solo practitioners? In something I found particularly fascinating, not one of the interviewees who answered this question chose to focus on the next big new tech product. Instead, all of the answers zeroed in on broader issues revolving around the common theme of trying to more effectively use the tech we already have. This is JM from Six Parsecs. Um, I think the biggest unmet technology need is not actually the technology tool. It's probably data assets that are reliable. Um, I think smalls and solos have a narrower scope and narrower access to data, and then so uh, access to maybe data pools from similar enough reliable sources would be important. Uh, Jason Tache, I write about law and technology. I think the biggest unmet need regarding technology is more about the ethics rules surrounding technology than the technology itself. I think practitioners, especially at smaller firms that are trying to both practice, run a business, and figure out how tech fits into their professional structure, uh, struggle to know how cybersecurity, how the cloud, how mobile all integrate with uh, the rules that they're supposed to be following in their particular jurisdictions. Sarah Glassmeyer, uh, Project Specialist Manager at the ABA Center for Innovation. Um, in my opinion, it's knowledge, just knowing what is all out there, because it is a huge universe of available um, tools and technologies and integrations, and just knowing what all you can do with what's out there. So just knowledge is the biggest technological need. Gisakalakis. So I come back to, like, marketing attribution. You know, these firms are out there spending so much money on stuff, they don't know what's working, they don't know what the money they're spending is actually doing for them in terms of business. So you got to get technological systems in place to track all the way from the first encounter with your firm all the way to a fee. That's the only way you're going to get to things like return on investment, return on ad spend. Hi, I'm Irene Mo, and I'm an attorney from the Bay Area. I think the biggest unmet technological need for small and solo practitioners is just the optimization of the technology they currently have. I think one of the great things about ClioCon is that they really help uh, the small and solos learn how to use the technology they already have instead of just constantly pushing and selling you know, more stuff that 
you know, they might not already be optimizing to the best use. Question five asked interviewees to identify the most interesting or surprising thing they'd heard or seen around Cleocon. We got three great answers to this question. This is Dan Lear. I'm uh, a legal technology consultant and principal of the firm Right Brain Law. And the thing I'm most excited about is the launch code contest. Um, I'm super excited to see a company like Clio actually sort of putting money on the line to encourage legal technology companies and other innovators to go out there and build cool new technology. Now, granted, it's aimed mostly at the Clio platform. So most of the opportunities are going to, or, well, they had, they had to be extensions of Clio, but still the fact that someone is dangling a carrot out there to encourage innovators to come out of the woodwork and do awesome things is super exciting, and I'm excited to see what, what they've uh, produced. Hi, I'm Amanda Brown. I'm a legal innovation consultant. And for me, the most interesting and surprising thing actually uh, came out of a session earlier today with Josh Broder, who announced 15 new lines of innovation for his Do Not Pay bot. Um, it's really exciting to see someone putting in the time and effort to um, streamline the way that people just interact with society. These are A lot of these things are just ordinary day-to-day -day things that not that attorneys don't necessarily want to handle, but there's obviously a need for them. So it's really exciting to see that he and his team have put together this really awesome suite of tools for people. This is Jules Miller from Pros Ventures. Uh, I was really excited to see the acquisition of Lexicata and the announcement of Clio Grow. I think that that's a interesting step for Clio in the right direction for a real ecosystem around their existing product. Our final question asked, in your opinion, what's the most valuable part of the ClioCon experience? And the highly consistent theme here was clear as a bell. So I'm going to let you figure it out for yourselves. Hey, so this is Dan Lear. I'm the principal of Right Brain Law, a legal technology consulting firm. And like, let's be honest, uh, ClioCon is sort of the legal technology conference, especially for solo and small firms. Um, as I've been now to a wide variety of different uh, legal technology events and, you know, some of the quote-unquote bigger ones or more important ones uh, in the country, uh, the thing about Clio is you really don't find another place that has the same combination of energy, of content, of um, people, of interesting companies and ideas. I, Again, this comes from someone who used to try to put on an event at his former company that competed with the, the Clio Cloud Conference, and it was stiff competition. Uh, it's really the place to be and, and uh, the place to, to sort of see and be seen in legal technology today. Hey, Keith Lee, LawyerSmack.com. The most valuable part of the ClioCon experience is hanging out with Christian and <laughs> And everybody else uh, who are lawyer smack people and everybody else. Like, the, the most amazing thing about ClioCon is actually they do a great job in terms of community. The, uh, when you come here, there's just lawyers who are looking to learn about their practice, looking to learn about legal technology. And uh, it's just a fun environment and fun place. So, like, if, if you're a lawyer, even if, probably even if you don't use Clio. I mean, because I've, I've talked to a number of people here, actually, who are like, oh, I don't use Clio but I'm here just to learn about legal technology. It's probably the best place for you to come and do that. This is Adam Cameris from Legal Talk Network. And, and I think hands down, what's incredible at this conference is, and, and let me uh, justify this by saying, I'm at many legal conferences throughout the year. Uh, and what's special and unique about this is you have a pre-screened uh, audience here because they've 
gotten comfortable with the notion of we're going to embrace new and modern technology and a unique and different way of delivering legal services. So by having an audience that is all pre-screened in that regard and that they're embracing the cloud, they're embracing modern technology, they're embracing the thought of doing things differently, you can deliver content to them at a very, very high level as opposed to other conferences where some of your attendees are using WordPerfect as a vehicle, uh, as, as a tool, and a, and, a, and a Blackberry with a trackball, and you know, that's where they are, and that's where they're comfortable, and you have to change the level of content. Um, so, you know, that, the caliber of the content that here is, is one element, but also, because of that content, the people on the networking. So, you walk around this room, and, and there's so many people that I know, but also all the new people that I'm meeting, you know, are all thinking about ways to do this in a better way. They are thinking about respecting their time. They're thinking about their customers. Uh, and, and so I think the hands down answer, and this is the byproduct of having that pre-screen audience, is the network. The people here are, are incredible, and they're coming in from certainly all over the country and you know, other parts of the world to you know, group think and, and find a better way. This was something that struck me as well. Even the folks at the conference who are not dedicated legal technologists, so to speak, such as the some of the practicing lawyers, clearly they had all spent time engaging with and thinking about their technological needs, which made for some fascinating and incredibly constructive conversations. Anyway, back to the guests. Um, Sarah Glassmeyer, Project Specialist Manager at the ABA Center for Innovation. I think the most valuable part was hard to actually, I love everything about Clio Cloud, um, so to, to pick one is hard, but I think just the meeting of different people from all around the country who are like-minded individuals, who get technology, who get the rules, need to change, who understand these processes, it's just really great to be in that community and you know, get your community together and be in all one room for two and a half days. Um, so that would be my biggest takeaway. This is Jules Miller from Pros Ventures. The most valuable part of ClioCon experience by far is the people. They do an incredible job of getting fantastic people here. And you learn a lot, and it's a whole lot of fun. Ski Sakalakis. It's got to be the people. The people here are really excited about how to innovate the practice of law. Uh, great networking opportunities, great information. Uh, one of the best conferences in terms of like the the exhibitors, the attendees, and of course, Cleo does a great job putting on a great show. Hi, I'm Irene Mo. I'm an attorney from the Bay Area. And I think the most valuable part of the ClioCon experience is the people that attend here. Um, not only has Clio sent you know, over 100 employees to help their users, but everyone here is very forward-thinking and attorneys across the country who are thinking how to deliver legal services in an innovative way. I'm Krista Coggins, and I'm at Remedy Outside Council doing uh, litigation consulting. And I think for me, the most valuable thing here has been, obviously, the networking is, is really powerful and useful um, in my field, but also is learning about new technology because it's constantly changing. So with my practice, it's helpful when I can give people information about new things that are coming up that might help improve their efficiency. So just learning about new technology and things that are in the works, because a lot of times when you get here and you start talking to people in the industry, they have things that are behind the scenes that they're working on that no one knows about yet. So I can say, hey, there's this great product that's coming out and it's going to, I think, revolutionize how you practice. And um, that's just been really useful for me. Uh, this is Mike at Lawyer Forward again. I would say Clio is really learned what it is in the sense that they're not trying to be 
the ultimate how-to conference. It's not a very technical conference. It's uh, mostly helping lawyers rethink the way they practice. And if we get that right, we'll get the rest of it right. So I really appreciate how they're trying to get in our heads and get our visions right. And that's a great note to end on, bringing us back to the point I was making at the top of the show, that it's incredibly valuable how Clio is bringing people together to create a community, an ecosystem of innovation that works for lawyers at small firms and in solo practice, and working hard to shape our profession's future with a positive vision, or, in the words of Clio itself, to transform the practice of law for good. Well, that's it for this Voices of ClioCon pod. I hope you enjoyed our little window into the dynamic and interesting world of Clio Cloud. Please let us know what you think by leaving a comment on blacklinesandbillables.com slash podcast or tweet to at BNB Legal, at BNB Legal. We'll be back again soon with another Voices podcast from our recent trip to London for Legal Geek, so definitely stay tuned for that. I look forward to catching you all again soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>